You're listening to Let's Be Real. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Let's Be Real with the girl, Miss Tara. I want to thank you for joining this episode. It's called, Does God Really Bless Our Mess? Now, I'm going to go in two different directions, but basically, I want to talk about how we create messy situations and if God indeed still blesses that. Or does he bless individuals within or in spite of the messy situation? So I want you to like, I want you to comment, I want you to share this episode. And in the comments, I want you to share where you believe there was a messy situation that you were either involved in because you created it or you just happened to be a part of it and whether God blessed that situation or just you in spite of or However, the situation went. If you don't mind sharing it, so we can all be blessed. Because this is let's be real. I just want to be raw, right? I want to be raw with you in this. So we're going to go from my point of reference, the ultimate messy dysfunctional family, Abraham and Sarah. Yep. Back in Genesis, from the beginning, we were dealing with dysfunctional relationships and toxic families, family dynamics, and just messy women. So ladies, we just get it. Honestly, it's, it's just been, we've just been having our hands in things for quite some time. But I want to focus on does God bless mess? So if we look briefly at Abraham and Sarah, they were, for those of you who don't know the story, God promised them that they would have a child from their loins, meaning Sarah would have this child by Abraham, the old-fashioned way. But they were very old. So Sarah didn't believe she can have a kid. So after a few years had passed and she figured maybe we heard it wrong, Maybe it was supposed to be a different way. So let me just send in my servant, my maid, and to my husband so we can get this kid. Messy decision situation number one. So Hagar went in, got pregnant, have a son, Ishmael. This is a dysfunctional family because the maid is now the woman in the household that has the baby of the man. And you know, at those times, men, everything was about the man, right? They were in charge. So now Sarah starts to get jealous, just like women, you know, we would do, and some do now, because these types of things still happen. So Sarah's jealous. She's upset because now Hagar, being the woman she is, she's going to add her messiness and taunt Sarah that I have this child from your husband that you could not give him. What happens then? As now, the child suffers because the child is thrust into a situation where parents have been messy and now there's dysfunction, but they still have to grow up and thrive and be happy and all that good stuff. Well, in that dynamic, here's messy number two. Sarah then goes to her husband and says, this woman is taunting me. I can't take this anymore. I want them out of my house. Think about it today. When a woman will tell the husband, 
you know, you can't go over your baby mama's house. I don't care if you need to get them, drop them off. I have somebody else bring them. I don't like her. She gets on my nerves. Um, she shouldn't be calling you. Like at that point, who's suffering? The child. Because a conversation isn't had where adults sit down and say, what's the best way to handle the situation so that the kid, male or female, knows that they're loved by all and realizes that they're growing up and whether whatever happened in a loving environment, not with messiness and arguing. So Abraham, loving his wife, sends them off. So here's why I say, does God bless mess? We, I just told you the dynamics and everything that happened. But when they left, because they weren't part of God's plan, they wasn't part, they were not part of his covenant that he had for Abraham and Sarah. So they had to leave. Now, some people just look at that and say, oh, you know, Sarah was blessed. Abraham was, you know, the father of faith and, and of all the future generations. But think about it today. I'm going to keep going back and forth because I want you to get this. Today, if you have a child that's not by the wife or you're not married, um, it's considered illegitimate. There's negative connotations, even though we love these kids. He had a child that was not by his wife, even though the wife orchestrated it. And that wasn't the way God had told them they would conceive this blessed child, the covenant child. So he sent them away. He sent his child and the child's mother away into the wilderness. Because now remember, they were workers on the land. Well, in the house, but they were servants. The mother. So they had no life out there. They had been taken from their families long ago. So just out there. And while she's out in the wilderness crying because I have this child. And how am I going to provide? How am I going to feed them? I'm a single mom. Single mothers. Nothing new. God came and said, listen, you had no control over whatever happened. I'm going to make sure you and your child is taken care of. You're going to be okay. But basically, you still got to go. Because this wasn't my plan for them. Now, how many times, I want you to get this. How many times as that child, because now you're an adult. So the child that's raised by a single mother and you are growing up as an adult and you're having issues because you didn't have your father or mother in your life because that one parent raised you. You're now displaying dysfunctional behaviors and you're, you have low self-esteem and you're you're angry all the time, all these things because you never knew that other parent because of something that happened that you had no control over. That messy situation that brought you into this world, you are now dealing with the residue of it. But hear me when I said, God said to Hagar, I'm going to take care of you because you had no say in this. So although the situation is messy, although you yourself got messy, I'm going to take care of you and your child. He didn't say, I'm going to reconnect you with them. Abraham is going to be in your child's life. No. He said, I'm going to make sure you're okay. So that was a blessing. Even though it was a messy situation, he blessed them in spite of, because of how they were thrust into that situation. So Ishmael had to grow up without a dad, but he grew up okay. Another time I'll tell you what happened with them, but he grew up okay. He didn't want for anything. 
how many times we have what we need in life to be successful, to be whole, to be happy. And we stolt it, we hinder it, we suppress it because we don't have what we wanted. So if you're that male or female, because my dad wasn't in my life, I, I've had to deal with daddy issues. I've had to deal with mommy issues. I've, But God said he'd take care of you. He said, you had no say in that situation. I got you. But you can't receive the blessings and be okay with that blessing because of what you have decided you need and you want. And you're not going to be okay until you get it. Or until at some point you seek therapy and, and they help you just deal with the fact that it may not be the way you want it to be. But I want you to look at it as you're not just settling for not getting something you wanted. You're glowing. You are reveling in the fact that God still, no matter what happened, God said, I'm still going to bless you. I'm not going to hold that against you. Whether it was you, mom or dad, and the mess that he still said, I'm still going to help you get through this. You're going to have to suffer some stuff, but you'll be okay. You, blessed child, I'm going to bless you through your parents to be okay. They're going to have what they need for you. Sometimes they're going to have what you want, not just your needs, but I'm going to make sure you're okay. But we get hung up in what we did not get. So now I go back. She's gone. Hagar's gone. The kid's gone. A couple more years of Sarah and Abraham probably bickering because he misses his son, his firstborn son. And then she gets pregnant. So God still fulfills his promise and his covenant, regardless of the messiness and the situation she created. He gave his word and he fulfilled it. They had the baby Isaac. Now he says, Abraham, take this son up to sacrifice him so I can Basically, he was saying where Abraham was at this point in life. Again, we would look at it as toxic. Now, how many of our Christian women who say, for God I live, for God I'll die, would have been okay with their husband saying, I'm going to take my son up to the mountain and um, he may not come back because I'm going to sacrifice him. You you going to what? The, the, the child that I'm in old age finally able to have? Oh, hell no, you're not. That would have been us today because, you know, we're emotional and we see things the way we want to see them. So God also said, your ways are not my ways, neither your thoughts, my thoughts. And we get ourselves in a lot of trouble because we want things our ways and our way and the way we think about it. That makes sense to us. So I go back. He takes him up, doesn't have to sacrifice him. Of course, God um, provides a way. Now you have this chosen son because when they're in the mountain, God says, no, he says, which one is it? Anywho, God says, sacrifice your only son. Like I'm thankful that you trust me and that you're still faithful to me to give me your only son. Was it his only son? And, and know that I'm paraphrasing. Please go read Genesis for yourself. Um, but God acknowledged Isaac as being Abraham's only son, but he didn't have only one son. 
again, we would have freaked out if somebody did not acknowledge my kid, even if it was a side kid or an oops. We'd be like, oh no, he got another child, such and such. Oh yeah. That... Now are you going to argue with God? And I'm not saying denounce your kid or don't acknowledge your kid. I'm just looking at how we think about things. We make things exponentially bigger, better, or worse by what we think and say instead of saying, okay, God, where are you in this? And how should I adjust accordingly? Because God is not, let me help you. He's not going to bless the mess. He's not going to bless your messiness. But what he will bless is individuals within the situation one that did not have anything to do with it. It's just because of proximity, they're caught up in it. And whatever his original plan was, it's still going to manifest. And even after you endure the consequences of your messy decisions and actions, you can even be blessed. But the mess in itself, nah. God would be a liar if he blessed that. But what he does come and say, okay, now that you've messed stuff up, let me see how we can fix this. You over there, I'm going to take care of you and make sure you're okay because you didn't have anything to do with this one. You will have to deal with your consequences, as I just said. But in due time, you're going to be okay as well. You just got to get through this. So I say all that to say, and I, I it really hit me a different way in reading this this time. And I heard a sermon in relation to Abraham um, this past Sunday with Pastor Tama, um, Tamara. And it just made me think about it. When we think of things, we get upset with half brothers and sisters because, you know, my mother or father may have raised you. And, and, you know, I had to be out here without a sibling. I'm, I'm sorry, well, without a sibling, but without a mother or without a father, who, whomever wasn't there. Are you hurt? Were you not fed? Were you not clothed? Were you not housed? Oh, well, they may have had more and they had him. Okay. But you don't know what dysfunctions may have been there. You don't know what scars they may have had. And even if it was great. What you Have you ever stopped to say, God, what did you have for me in this? And if I would have just stopped and spoken to you and received the blessing of you taking care of me in spite of the way I was brought into this world, you might have been able to open up yourself to just amazing wonders. So even though you might have missed that, you still was able to receive the blessing of being okay. The blessing of exceeding your parents' wildest dreams of what they may have accomplished. Keep moving forward. Don't focus so much on what you don't have, but look to God and what he's given you and what he can still give you. So no, God is not going to bless the mess that was created, but you came out of that and he can definitely and will definitely bless you. So I thank you. And I really want to know if you were in a situation and you were blessed in spite of the mess, let me know. If you think that, you know what, Tara, I think you need to think about this another way. Leave a comment. Let me know. Until next time, be blessed and let's keep it real. <laughs>